Bienvenidos and welcome a Cositas Mami Never Told Me, a podcast that dives deep into the Latin cultural norms that have long haunted the feminine genre. Montate and buckle up porque it's going to be a roller coaster ride. No fuimos. Oh, check it. We probably have to go and come back because I don't I don't have the full Zoom package. <laughs> it's some ghetto shit. Hold on. Oh my gosh. Well, ghetto ass. This breaks any ice that you three broke. Yeah, the ice is fully broken. Some ghetto submerge in some icy ass water right above me. You know. Okay. This never happened on Arsenio. Oh, (laughs) not all the way back to Arsenio. First of all, (laughs) you're the only only old person on here, sir. I'm with you, actually. (laughs) I will be 50 this year. (laughs) Are you going to be 50 this year? Yeah, July 3rd. Congratulations. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. One year behind hip hop. There you go. I'm I'm dead even with hip hop. Oh wow! So you was like you was born when uh when it was like the to the hip hop the hip the hip yeah I mean, stop <laughs> yeah. Um, Michael, tell her your son's name. Rakim. Oh my gosh! He's a big hip hop head. So am yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually auditioning for a hip hop show this afternoon. So. I- I have a, a day. She's forward. a rapper. She's a rapper. I am not a rapper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could, I could play the heck out of some music, but I am not a rapper. That's for sure. Hold on. Let me upgrade this shit. Fucking with you, Michael Ely. Jesus, I knew this shit couldn't be seamless. Get you see Diana for years. I think 20, 20 plus years now. She has constantly blamed me for everything that goes wrong in her life. Um, well, thank God you met me. So now you have an equal type of, you know. Oh, you know, hell no. You understand where I'm coming on? from. Who's team you on? We, we, Diana, we complete each other, see, because we got you in common. You know yeah. what? Rosia, we need him to feel comfortable. I love Oh, him. oh, oh, he's comfortable. <laughs> he's comfortable. Trust me. He's gonna be just fine. Okay. Oh my god. So we up to date on the Zoom. Get away. Okay. And we are recording. So, Michael. Yes. You're gonna wear the patches. I'm just letting you know it ain't a sexy look for you, but if that's what you choose to do, let's roll with it. Okay. okay. You want patches or glasses? No I'm patches, in- no glasses. Diana okay. said none, none, none. None. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I hate I hate, I hate to break it to you, Ely. The yeah. patches, they make much of a difference. So well, I had them on for the whole time I was downloading Chrome. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's just age at this point. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to do a countdown. You have any questions? Okay, great. Because if you did, it's too late. It's too late. Um, it's too late. So I'm going to do a countdown. We'll introduce the podcast. Diana okay. will probably say something really funny. I and and yes, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, your eyes are not deceiving you. This Michael motherfucking eerie. <laughs> got you. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then we'll go from there, okay? You got it. We're not on Riverside, so Hood Nation, I'm gonna do our own countdown. Ready? And you might hear this button. Can you hear it, D? I got one of those. He loves that button. Oh, gosh. He has one, too. What does yours do? <laughs> it don't do shit. We don't hear Wait, it. You didn't hear it? No. Oh, that must be your... Uh... You're not hearing it? No. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. 
Wow, that's interesting. Don't move it. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring the mic. Bring the uh, buzzer back. He probably put it too close to the speaker. Nope. <laughs> Why don't we just use yours? Right. Exactly. Ready? Five. Are we allowed to cuss? Yes. yes. Drink. Yes. <laughs> Ain't it like 10 o'clock or something over there? 10.30 a.m., baby. Let's get it going. Hi, guys. Hey, what everybody. Your eyes do not deceive you. We have Michael motherfucking Ely in the building. And when I say eyes... We talk about this man's eyes, though. Yo, I told Rocio that I was going to say, do you sleep? Because if I had your eyes, I'd just be going out through life like this, just showing my eyes to everybody. <laughs> I definitely sleep. I, I never said I sleep well. Listen, uh, <laughs> join the club. I, I don't know about sleep. I, don't, I haven't slept well in 10 years, so I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> Michael. Look at Michael having a drink at 10. What time is it over there? It's 10:38. Well, talk about what? What's your? What are you? What are you drinking right now? Is that whiskey, bourbon? Is this? Can you do this without like? Oh, promoting. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, that's a. That's a. Isn't that a um tequila? Tequila. He's yeah. That shit real close. Did you bring it over because you you just knew you was gonna have some problems or something? That's what I'm saying. I, I keep one on my desk because my desk is a source of stress. <laughs> so I keep a shot glass and a bottle <laughs> on my desk so that uh, in the event, you know, I, I, I get stuck to download Chrome at the last minute. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to I'm going to give the viewers a little background because. <laughs> Michael's full of shit and Matt irresponsible <laughs> and Matt unprofessional. But anyway, be nice to him, Rocio. You can be nice. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be me. <laughs> and so people know I was very professional. So Michael and I are friends for damn. Michael, when did you do Joe Fearless? My gosh. Uh, uh, 25 years? At least. No more. It was uh, 99, maybe? Yes, I was 19. Yeah, oh you were you were studying abroad, right? You yep. were abroad. Yeah. You, you and mom came to see the, the show, and uh, that was the first time I met you, and I was like, okay, cool. The you're like, you're yeah. like, you know, tell them what you really said. You're like, fuck, there's a younger version of Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out to Jessica right yeah, now. Yeah, like, there's two of these crazy bitches. There's two of them, yes. There's <laughs> two of them, and one of them is, you know, what's the age difference, about eight years? Five, five, five. Five, five. years, okay. Yeah, we were all very young back then, but yeah, you were studying abroad, and, you know, you guys were, I think you guys were more different back then than you are now. Oh, no, we're still, seen... we're still very different. <laughs> You're still very different? I agree. Uh, I was, I was, I was first friends with Jessica. We went to high school together. Yes. Okay. And, okay. Yeah. And she, she tells this story, which I don't, I don't remember it this way, but she was like that we were at a soccer game and I pointed at her and I said, you come here. And then she looked around and she was like, me, the popular girl is calling me. <laughs> and I was like, for real? <laughs> and she I was like, it. my life changed. My life changed. I was like, you're so crazy. But yeah, <laughs> they're, they're still very worry. different. I think. So full, full circle, which I guess says a lot about me. <laughs> so Diana and my sister are very good friends. So they're the same age. And I was a cock blocker back then. And I used to, they used to always say they were going to the mall or whatever. They was really going to go see boys. So I would be like, well, I want to go to the mall too. And they wasn't going to yeah. no damn mall. So we really had to yeah. go to the mall. Exactly. So either 
I probably am a friend stealer because then Michael I met when he was doing off Broadway with Jessica and then he became friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, like I, I remain tight with both stealer. of y'all. I remain tight with both of y'all. And uh, you know, here we are today, old as fuck, and uh speak for yourself, sir. Speak for yourself. I told well, Michael, <laughs> I ran into Michael in LA, what was it, like a month and a half ago? And I said, I know you told me. No, it was more than that. It was a while ago. And I said, This ninja look crazy. And I told his daughter, I was like, Don't let your dad ever leave the house looking like this. <laughs> I, I think would, you look fine, Michael. I think you look fine. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, I, I washed my hair for this interview because. Oh my God, we feel so, so badly about me. She talked so badly about me and my sweats. And I was like, let me get this straight. You go into the gym. I just came from the gym and I look bad. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Sir, it wasn't even the sweats because on this show, we love a good gray sweat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Just so you know, we love okay. a good gray sweat. It, okay. it was all of this. I was like, I said, and I was more looking out for you as a friend. I was like, I love you. You look crazy. But he wanted to be comfortable. I got you, Michael. He I see. I, you know what? I see how the dynamic of this conversation is gonna go. No, exactly. he's gonna no. defend you the whole time. No, it's not about defending him. It's about defending. Almost 50, and you're 50, Michael, right? So it's yeah, about defending 50-year-olds. We no longer give a fuck about what we look like, right? So when I get this show this afternoon, it's going to be perfect because I usually don't look like this when I go outside. It's usually right. a scully and a very pale-looking Puerto Rican walking around. So people ain't really going to know who the fuck right. I am. So I feel you, Michael. I feel you. Right. You throw on some shades and some raggedy-ass sweats. Ain't nobody fucking with you. I I mean, really, like I could, I could, that's the beautiful thing about like living out here is, you that's know, true. people see you and the more bummy you look, probably the more famous you are. And then like when I was working in New York last year, I remember going out and it wasn't the same. Like people, people don't do that in New York. Really? People go out, no, nah, people go out pretty like, um. Uh, they're pretty they're much more dressed up in New York, I felt. Yeah. You think uh, so? I did, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it if I was lying. No, you, <laughs> you would. You would. <laughs> no, because I remember when we was in LA when I was in LA last year with Rocio and I was okay. telling her, Oh, some of these people are dressed up, and she was like, They're trying too hard. They they ain't nobody if they dress. So <laughs> I agree. And I said it. I feel yeah, like the so difference is I feel like in New York. This is obviously different styles, but in LA, it's like a lot of work to look casual, unless you are someone like Michael Ely, who is like, you know what, I'm just gonna be me because you're yeah. like your your whole resume and roster speaks for itself, so you don't really care. <clears throat> but like influencers or people trying to be someone in LA are very much like they take everything off the mannequin and then like put it on. Yeah, that, and that's a, that's that's obviously you know me. That's that's never been my vibe. I've never really looked at it like that. And I, I get to New York, I'm on the train. I'm a I'm gonna you know what I mean. Like, don't get me wrong. I, the good thing is now you can wear a COVID mask. And <laughs> right. But between like you said, a Scully and a COVID mask, I can move pretty easily. You know what I mean. And 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 that's that to me is what New York is about. Right. It's about getting around. <laughs> getting to where you got to go and, you know, getting there efficiently as opposed to, you know, being on the train, taking pictures with everybody. Right. Well, the COVID so, mask What's that? You run into that a lot? In New York? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. New York, New York, you get recognized much more in New York than, than LA. Well, you know, <clears throat> yeah, I could see that happening, but nonetheless, that's a little background. Well, before you trans, before you, I just want to say that the mask also works for us common people when I'm not trying to talk to anybody that I don't really want to fuck with. Like, you know, it'd be some that's fake it. people you run into. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, no, that yeah. wasn't me, girl. That wasn't me. <laughs> 
step in. I did that recently on an airplane. I was going to Puerto Rico from here and I was like, oh. <laughs> really? Yeah. You messed up, huh? Ran into two people. My, I was, my goal I, be, are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> we some shady ass motherfuckers over here. I just told her. She just learned. Let me tell you, Michael, before we start. Let me tell you because you know her for 20 something years, right? Okay. Yeah. Let's get in the zone. Okay. We just found out that she's an asshole. She just found out. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell you, it was probably about two and a half months ago. No more, no more, no more. Okay, three months. <laughs> we're sitting on her island and she was over there shading, doing some shit. And I go, yo, you know you're an asshole, right? And she was like, oh, my God, you think I'm an asshole? Oh and for the next couple of weeks, she was like, Diana, you really think I'm an asshole? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean that we can't love you. you right. Know? But, and I think that's how family is, you know? Oh, wait, 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 wait. But I feel like I just wait, need wait, wait, to understand that you, you, you definitely have asshole energy yeah wait you know, wait, wait 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 not all the time but there is a trend yeah okay so to both of y'all asshole knows assholes. it's true i i, I definitely have asshole energy sure. i told diana that i said i said let's see who which michael shows up just kidding yes i'm i'm much more of a dry asshole than you though well let's hope you <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, oh my god! <laughs> Anywho, uh, so go oh ahead, Rosario. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, no. So that that is how I know uh, I know Michael, and he's gracious enough to come on the show. This is not going to be a typical interview. What you do? What projects you working on? Blah blah blah. We want to have fun with Michael. We want to get into his yeah. brain a little bit. We want to tap into the um, think like a man, which resonates really loudly with our audience. People, the women always want to know what men are really thinking. Mm. Uh, before we get into that, can I just interrupt real quick? Because I, I just want to know when can we all watch baseball together? <laughs> I, I, I have to know. Right around March. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know if she told you, Diana, but that was the most entertaining thing <laughs> I've ever seen on anyone's Instagram ever. Like, the way you guys sexualize baseball players yes. is absolutely priceless. Yes. I don't know anybody that's ever... I've never... Like, I've been to baseball games. I've been to basketball games. But the way that you guys were looking at the sport, like, the score didn't matter. Right? <laughs> it could have been a blow blowout. <laughs> you two was like, hey, okay, bring that back. Okay, okay. Y'all was going crazy. I oh, was like, that was that was with Lindor. Ooh, Lindor oh, chocolate. Lindor. I was in tears. <laughs> I was in tears. And this one talking, this little one talking about BDE. Okay, walk that way. I see you. Oh my god. I was like, yes, this is how you watch sports. This is a whole different perspective. I think you guys could corner the market. I we we thought about that. I Telling Rocio about that. You guys could corner the market for. I, I would. I would sit there and watch a show where you guys watch baseball, <laughs> basketball, Football. boxing. Uh, I, I don't know if you could watch golf the same way, but you know that being said, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know if golf does it for you, but you know. But baseball and what what tournament was it like a uh like it a, was the world championship the world world championship. championship so it wasn't even like major league baseball this was just like teams from like what like dominican republic and Puerto Rico, but it has, yeah but it, has some, it has some mlb players in it so a, yeah. a lot of the dominican team were were major league baseball players okay. and a lot of those dominican baseball players is fine 
Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, I, I just want to know. I'm actually married to a Dominican, so. Hey. Are you really? Okay. 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 <laughs> but I remember, I think, had I already had my surgery? Because Diana came, I had a breast reduction in March, and Diana came. But I remember Michael was like, this shit right here. <laughs> he sent me a DM. Oh. He was like, this is fucking terrible. It was everything. I, I, I could watch that for hours. I really, <laughs> I, I was just like this. You know how like Snoop and Kevin Hart did their thing on the Olympics? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, uh, Leslie Jones does her thing on whatever show she's watching or the Olympics. This this was this was the funniest one of them all. It just, oh, well, thank you. When people get around us, we just actually had a uh, a toy drive uh, for a couple area schools. So people came and helped us uh, gift wrap a lot of the presents. Okay, and they got and they got around us some of the people that listen to the podcast, and they're like, "You guys are really like this." <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, one hundred percent. It was it was. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm Thank still you. laughing inside at some of the things that were being said, and it was like this. This makes baseball so much more interesting because I I don't know if I've ever watched a full game of baseball on television. So no, no. I'm a huge baseball fan. Okay, okay. Were you a, a Jeter fan or a Rodriguez fan or a... Jeter, not Rodriguez? Okay. Um, I never really liked Rodriguez, but Jeter for sure. His work ethic okay. and just the way that he carries himself and the way that he was so loyal to the Yankees. Amazing. So yeah, Jeter for okay. sure. Yankee okay. fan. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, so, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. 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 That was a great era in New York baseball. Absolutely. A long time since then. <laughs> Look at you sipping. <laughs> If you guys ain't watching this, y'all better go watch because Mr. Ely is sipping on some tequila. Well, you know, I saw what I saw what Cat Williams did with that with that yak. Yo, Cat Williams! I was like, like, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me, let me loosen up a little bit. Michael's gonna loosen up. Wait, Diana, we gotta reassess our questions. Let's roll back. Oh shit! No, but before we go into questions, I just wanted to, and and Rocio told me not to do this, but I don't care. I'm gonna do it. Okay. I want to thank you for gracing us with your time. Yeah. Thank you for allowing us to be in your space and in your calendar and in your life. Especially me. I don't know you, just met you, and I'm sure we'll fast be fast friends. Um, but I think that you are one of the most underrated actors. Thank you. He's I, re- I really do think that. I think that you should have been nominated for so many different, and not just double NAACP and the Teen Choice Award. Nah, I'm talking about Golden Globes and, and and up. You know what I'm saying? Like people don't realize the talent. Like you play anything: the villain, the love interest, the barber. The you know what I'm saying? There's so many things you've played. I mean, Jacob's Ladder. Like I, I'm a huge fan. I've been a huge fan. Not on some groupy shit. But just on um, just the way that you could change up. And my favorite was a perfect stranger when you was a villain. I mean, that's just, <laughs> I love when you play a villain. Like you was wilding out. And I was like, oh shit. And I didn't expect it. And I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I was okay. Like, <laughs> okay. I appreciate so, that. I appreciate it. Yeah. That. So I just wanted to give you some flowers at the top so that you know that this is Thank not you. just some. Um, you, you know, I, I I do I have followed your career and I and I and I do appreciate and, and know that a lot goes into what you do and I appreciate that you have probably uh, studied like all these different types of people that you've played. You know what I'm saying? So just wanted to say congratulations on your career and thank you so much for letting us, Rocio. Be nice. <laughs> I see you. I see you. If there's a way to edit this so that you can see her face throughout that whole interaction, I think that would be, you know, I think that would be the way to go. Just, I'm not telling you how to produce your show. That would be the way to go. We're going to leave it. I'm not telling you how to produce it. So don't. 
<laughs> no, but but yeah, um, I feel like you should have had more, and not just a sleeper cell and whatever. I think you should have just had Thank more you. awards. But you know, Hollywood is Hollywood. Yeah, and I, I honestly, to 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 kind of put a button on it, I think it's you know it's I never did it for that, and and you know you learn over time that that kind of recognition is so subjective and uh, you know it may or may not enhance or hurt your career you never know but where i where i actually am the career that i'm proud of is the career that you've noticed right it's the career that when people in the streets say oh Yo, when you did the following, yo, he was that serial killer, yo. Oh my gosh, like that was incredible. Or when, you know, some brother on the street is like, I like the way you represent us. Mm -hmm. I'm like, good. Like I'm, I'm. I, that's that. Those are the accolades that 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 feed me, and and so I don't, I don't really. I, I'm not. I gave up on the whole like. You know, I, I think once I had kids is when I was like, yeah, I just it just changed my whole perspective on this business. Kids have a way to humble you. Yeah, they have a way to humble you and they just change your perspective on what matters. I think before mm -hmm. that, you're, you know, you're the starving artist who's constantly in search of, you know, this uh, artistic euphoria that, uh, you know, may or may not come. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're looking for acceptance and all this other stuff. And now it's just like, I just, you know, I just want to do what, what what speaks to me and and you know like I'm like I'm desperately trying to get in the kids movies now you know so I can do something before my kids are like 40 you know, <laughs> like, you know like, How old are your kids if you don't mind me asking Uh 10 and 7 Oh yeah that would be a dope thing for you to get into like a daddy daycare type situation right Yeah like do something they can see you know before they have kids for crying out loud like it's it's <laughs> It's like ridiculous. Like, uh, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it's like if I could stop killing people on screen, maybe I could jump <laughs> like a, a role where I'm like. Uh, You're playing the villain very well. <laughs> where I'm like saving some children. I don't. Know. <laughs> so what what got you into acting? Like, because I I have some questions about your childhood. Cause I saw you on the Kelly Clarkson show and you were talking about being one of the kids that used to steal candy from, um, Halloween. Yeah. Halloween candy, right? We'll get into that. But <laughs> what made you yeah. want to be an actor? Like, did you get up one day and was like, yo, I think I'm gonna be an actor today. No, that would have been dope though. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a great story. Right. <laughs> I just woke up and manifested it. Right. <laughs> Look at me now. You know what I'm saying? You too can do it. There's all that asshole trait right there. Wake up tomorrow <laughs> and claim it. <laughs> you know that would have been brilliant. No, I, I um, let me see. Uh, so I, I remember doing a, um, some buddies of mine graduated high school, deeply influenced by Spike, right? And so they were, uh, they were like, yeah, we're going to, they started making movies on like eight millimeter video, which is like ages ago, uh, technology from ages ago in the nineties. And, um, so one summer they made a movie. I saw that movie that they made. Um, and everybody was in college at the time, but I saw that movie and I said, you know what, next time you do a movie, let me know. I could do it. I, and I would probably be better at it than, you know, the guy who, was the lead of that movie, who was like one of our friends. It wasn't like, you know, it's not like they had a whole bunch of actors in the movie. They just got people from the neighborhood. It was like, yo, be this character. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, it like a real hood movie in that way, I guess. And then, um, and so when I saw it, I said I could do it. And then the guys were like, yeah, all right, we're gonna do another one next year. So we'll let you know. And I was like, all right, cool. They came back and said, yo, we, we got the script. We're gonna do another one. Um, I was like, cool, let me do it. And they were like, yo, you got to audition. I was like, for who? How old were you, Michael? 19. Oh, okay. You know, that's the age when I met you, so you understand. Okay. Uh, I was 19, <laughs> which means you were what, three? Basically. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I was 19, and um, I did that. I um, auditioned, 
And it was like, it was like something out of I'm gonna get you sucker, right? Like it was like I walked in the audition room and it was like all my boys from the neighborhood was in the room. And I was like, well, this is a joke. Okay. <laughs> um, so I go in the room and I read for two of my best friends. And needless to say, I got the part. And I remember shooting that movie over the summer of 93, summer of 93. And uh, I could not have been happier. Mm. I could not have been happier. I think, um, you know, prior to that, I think from seventh grade on, I was gung-ho about architecture. And I thought I was going to be an architect. I thought I was going to be Paul Williams, Frank Lloyd Wright. Like I was, I was headed down that route. And then uh, um, when I got, got to college and I realized just how much school architecture took, uh, I kind of changed my path a little bit. And I was walking around for two years, kind of undecided about what I was going to do. And then I did that movie in the, in the summer of 93 and I was like, this is the only thing that makes me happy and, and or that I'm passionate about besides like, you know, maybe God and family. Right. So I was like, mm-hmm. cool, let's let's give this a go. And I mean, it was like. It was like a real calling. Right. Like there's. I remember being in New York when I got to New York. Right after college, when I got to New York, I remember seeing people just what I would call wandering the earth, right? Like they were just 20 something trying to figure out what they're going to do. And, you know, I was waiting tables. So I was, I was, I was really in the mix of all these like 20 something, 30 something people who had no career. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, it was just like, yo, I'm just trying to figure it out, man. You know what I mean? And it was just like, you know, it's just that youth of like the whole, your whole life is ahead of you. And yet you've just, you finished all of the schoolwork and you're in the real world and you're paying your rent and you're getting those red notices. (laughs) You're like eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's at night because you won't get fat. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, those were the days where, you know, you start to kind of figure out life and you start to figure out things. And I'm so grateful that at that time, I had some focus because that focus, I think, kept me out of a lot of trouble. I think it kept me from being um, a, a father. Uh, it kept me, you know, from doing a lot of things that I wasn't really prepared to do at that time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, just having that focus. And I remember, you know, like I said, I knew a lot of people who, were just figuring it out. They were dabbling in fashion. They were dabbling in real estate. They were dabbling in acting. They were, I mean, my real estate agent, the real estate agent that we dealt with, the broker, sorry, that's what you call him in New York, the broker we dealt with, we first moved to New York, he was an actor. It was like, wow, okay, all right. <laughs> were there any so, actors that are like actors, uh, like big time actors now that you were running around New York with at that time? Back then? Yeah. Um, in my early days, um, yeah, I knew, I knew, I knew a few people back then. Um, you know, yeah, I knew Carrie Washington before she was Carrie Washington, you know, um, and the good thing about Carrie is she's still dope. You know what I mean? Like she's Mm -hmm. still dope, which is, which is great. Um, let me see who else back then that, that, that really kind of blew up, um, I'm sure I'm forgetting people, but I'll remember later. <laughs> it's so early in the morning here. Calm down. It is now 11.05. Time for round two. <laughs> Yo, he's getting turned on the podcast. The more, relaxed, the more the questions will change. <laughs> Let's get it in. Let's get it in. Listen. <laughs> Oh my god! I haven't had breakfast. I'm gonna be twisted in about. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna call you tomorrow, like yo, what the fuck did I say? <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? And I'm not editing it out. Cut it out. <laughs> Do you prefer like Broadway or uh, the? I mean, you know, Broadway or movies? 
Like, what's your, what's your? Actually, have you done? I know you did Joe Fearless off Broadway. Have you? Yeah. Have you? I've, done I've never done Broadway. Okay. Yeah, I, I did off Broadway. That's a, that's that? that that's that bullshit. See, that's that bullshit. You could you could do Broadway. I could. I that's could. that bullshit. Um, you know what I'm saying. I'm I'm looking forward to the day when I do. To be honest with you, um, I miss the stage. Uh, I definitely miss the stage, and the, the stage was. I can honestly say that, you know, there was a time in my life when I preferred stage over television and film. Mm. Um, once I had kids, I'd say, you know, television, film, definitely. Um, you know, because of the level of commitment that the stage requires, it's almost like quarantining yourself, mm-hmm. like getting away from okay, right? everything that you love and everything that means something to you. Like it just, it feels like it requires that much kind of focus and concentration. But the greatest thing about being on stage is that it's the actor's medium, right? So like film and television, you know, you're going to have a, a director or producers or a writer come in and cut your performance and then show it to the world. The beautiful thing that I remember about being on stage was every night you put up, up a different show and every night it was your show. You know what I mean? Like you, your director is huge. Don't get me wrong. Your director is huge, but you do all of that work before you perform. And so once you start, once you start getting into the run of the play, well, you know, it's really on you. And the director comes in and makes a couple tweaks here and there. But really, um, you go off, you feed off of that audience. And mm-hmm. there's, there's nothing greater than that. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bro, you want me to keep going? Because I got questions. Go, go, go. I got <laughs> juicy questions at the end. Oh, so I know that you probably... I wanted to ask you who was the best. Well, I'm going to ask you and then we'll tweak it. Who was the best person you've ever worked with? And then I was going to say the worst, but then I, I said, he probably won't say the word, but the best person you've ever worked with and then the toughest or maybe like the, the the hardest person to work with. Take your time. So, yeah, <laughs> one second. <laughs> I love it. People are not listening in their cars and wondering <laughs> when he's taking a drink. <laughs> so you just explained what I was doing to those who are listening in the car. Exactly. He's drinking more tequila. He's drinking more. <laughs> At 11.08. That's okay. Let him do his thing. I would say, say, you know, that's an interesting question because I've I've worked with some really amazing people that people don't even know, right? Um, But if I had to say it as Anthony Hopkins, and it's a movie that people don't even know I was in. It's a movie that, you know, barely did any business, but... Is that the one with Chris Rock, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really do know your stuff. Okay, so... <laughs> um, that was, like, the one of the first movies that I ever got. And uh, it was Joel Schumacher. Uh, rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. Uh, great director. Did The Wiz. Um... And yeah, I, I, I was very young. I was very, very, very young. And I remember when I got that movie, like I, I didn't, I, I auditioned for a role that Leon got, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Joel wrote something for me because he liked what I brought to the, the audition, right? So it was one of these experiences where, you know, I learned like, just bring your A game and God only knows what could happen. Right. So like I brought my A game and the director liked me enough to write a role for me. Right. And so I played a two bit hustler, a three car Monty hustler in Washington Square Park with Chris. And um, I got to do two, two scenes with Anthony Hopkins. And the most amazing thing that I learned about that was at that time, everybody knew Anthony Hopkins as like the what penultimate actor i mean he was he's a legend you know, yeah. he's a legend right so 
and every actor that was in acting school, if you got a scene with Anthony Hopkins, I mean, that was the equivalent of winning the Super Bowl, the World Cup, whatever you want to call it. It was it was epic. And so I remember I was doing a scene with him and um, I was so nervous that I messed up. Mm. And in the first take, I messed up and he pulled me aside and said, just do it again, throw it all out. All the stuff you, I can tell, just throw all the stuff you worked on, throw it all out and just be in the scene. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was just like, he spoke to me, right? <laughs> you know I mean? like, he told me to call him Tony. He gave me a bite. Like, no, no, sir. No, I can't. I simply can't. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like you hear people talk about working with De Niro, and he's like, call me Bob. I'm like, no, 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 no. no, no. But, uh, but yeah, it was like, and, but I remember, I remember taking that in and being like, I remember like trying to sleep that night, and I just couldn't help but think, that Anthony Hopkins was by far not only the dopest actor, but an incredible human being mm. who didn't, you know, he could have just been a diva and been like, why'd you? He got annoyed. Yeah, it could have yeah, been. You know a I mean, he yeah. was just like, and, and so from that point on, it gave me a level of compassion for anybody who comes on a set. If they get a little nervous, don't, don't be a dick. Help them right. out. You know what I mean? Help him out. Like if if Anthony Hopkins could take the time to help me, then who are you? you know, like Michael Ewing could take the time to help somebody. Mm -hmm. So so that was that was one of the greatest experiences, and I'm so glad it happened early on in my career, because you know as I <laughs> and started working with people who were quote, quote unquote a list actors and stuff. I had no fear. I had no issues. I, I didn't get nervous anymore. I was like, I've been blessed by Tony. So mm. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm good. I, Hannibal Lecter laid his hands on me. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I do what I want. You know what what, I mean? about, what about your hardest? Who was your hardest or the person you was like, damn? Like, so the opposite of Anthony. Without getting you into too many too much trouble, and if you want to just disregard the question, that's that's fine, good. You know, I don't know, I don't know how it is in Hollywood, and people say you saw that little that little podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, you know that that would be the. <laughs> you know, I, I won't drop names, but what I will say is, I have worked with with people who are a bit narcissistic. Mm. And and if you've ever been in a relationship with a narcissist, uh, it is one of the most problematic experiences that you will ever endure. Um, so yeah, that that is that you know, people who are afraid of being overshadowed, people who are concerned with you know how they look and they got to check every to check the camera every every take to see if they you know like that really slows down and drags the whole scene out and just mm -hmm. makes it really really kind of shitty to be on set in a lot of mm -hmm. ways so um those people who will remain nameless you know uh <laughs> i lucky too y'all lucky <laughs> lucky yeah because everybody coming out with truths nowadays <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of truth I in the business. Give us Cat Williams. What's that? I thought you was going to give us Cat Williams. Where's, where's all oh, the because, truth? Because I think, I think that's Cat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Cat Williams can do that, and Cat Williams can be who he should be. You know, and Michael Ely's like, I'm still trying to work out here in these streets. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> but I need to get a check. I got nothing <laughs> but, but respect for him. But, and you say, this ain't even about giving a check. It's just like, for example, one of those actors that I that I was talking about, this is what I'm talking about in terms of like giving people grace. One of 
those actors called me a couple years later after we worked together and apologized mm. and said, I was in a bad place. And I didn't even know. I was naive. I was young. I didn't know. But I know now what I did. Mm. And in those moments, you go, cool. Right. Because cool. you got to let everybody run their own race. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so so for me, it's not about, oh, I'm going to call this person out. That's not who I am. You know, I think for me, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm just going to be like, well, that didn't work. And, you know, whatever feelings I harbor inside, um, you know, they, they will remain there. And, you know, hopefully at some point, by the grace of God, that will happen. Somebody will call you up and say, yo, I, my bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I hope, I, I hope I, I'm mature enough to do that my damn self at some point. You know what I mean? I doubt it. Um, I doubt it, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, see, so there's the difference. There's the difference, Rocio, because here's the thing. Um, I, I, I've i been married a long time now. <laughs> and you talk about... You have to eat a lot of humble pie, sir. Oh man, like there ain't nothing more humbling than marriage. And, oh yeah. And, and oh yeah. Oh wow, I see that. You're right. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna change. Give me grace. Thank you. Give me grace. <laughs> ask you because I've been in this industry a long time, like 20 years on the other end, so more the entertainment side, and um, as you know, but. Do you find that you have to deal more with the narcissists versus like basically your experiences? Have they been like, oh, you know what? There's a lot of dope people in this business. Or are you really like, fuck, I need to stay grounded and have my foundation because sometimes I have to go into spaces that are just semi-toxic. Good question. I think that the industry has changed a lot. I think when I got into it, there was much more. There were more people in it for the art and the craft and all of that. Yes. I think now there are, you know, said the people that want influence, the people that want shine, the people that want recognition, people that want awards. Um, but I will say that to me, the acting community is one of the dopest communities there is. I just think that. You know, um, in talking to certain people, um, you know, you see just how important everyone is, like on a film set, right? So on a film and television set, like, you'll see me hanging out with the actors, you'll see me hanging out with the grips, the electricians, the hair and makeup people, because to me, the whole experience is kind of like summer camp. Right. Like it's like we're all here for three months, six months, whatever it is. And we're all going to try and make a dope project. We're all not going to get enough sleep. We're all going to have to hold each other up in order to make the dopest project. We got to like we got to come together. And I, I love that communal experience. You know what I mean? I absolutely I cannot get enough. I, that's why I'm happiest, you know, my happy place is a set. It just is. It's it's such a happy place for me. Doesn't mean things don't go wrong. It doesn't mean that you don't get upset. Doesn't mean you don't have bad days. But the beautiful thing about it is that you have all these people that kind of bring what they do and who they are to the project and to the experience of it. And mm -hmm. so I have a lot of extended family from this business, you know, and, and every now and again, I'll run into somebody who says, yo, I just worked with so-and-so who worked with you on this project. And the way they spoke about you, it was like, it was like you guys were family. And I was like, that's dope. That's, mm -hmm. that's what it is. Cause I, I'm still cool with that person. You know, there's certain like PAs who I'm still cool with. I still talk to. I still say Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. You know what I mean? Because it's like 
we had a bond at one time on one project and it just it was kind of effortless and dope and it's like you know what why not preserve that but it makes the the experience a lot easier i think right because um i do it in my life i know all the jam I know all the security people in my building. I know all the building management. I know, you know what I'm saying? So when you need a favor or if you need a, a lookout or if they need me or whatever, it just makes the day go by so yeah. much. And, and, and thank you so much because listen, makes me even like you even more to know that you're just spreading seeds of friendship and love on a set because we've been hearing so much nightmarish ass stories from like just different actors being assholes, but then they're portraying this thing to us, the fans, right? So Rocio and you are in, you guys are in it, right? But me, I'm like, oh, this person or whatever, or this person, Rocio's like, girl, he an asshole. Or I say, <laughs> this woman or whatever, she was like, oh, she's dope. You know what I'm saying? So to yeah. hear, and, and I knew, once I knew that you were friends with Jessica, I was like, he has to be dope because Jessica's not putting up with shit. And then Rocio, she ain't putting up with shit either. So I was yeah, <laughs> No, the, the, the Castro sisters <laughs> um, keep you as humble as you can. I mean, there there is nobody who will <laughs> they will they will love you hard and they will critique you. <laughs> you have to take it as critique, not criticism. Not criticism. <laughs> you have to take it as critique, not criticism when it comes from the Castro sisters. <laughs> No, they, uh, the, you know, the, they, they got a lot of love, but boy, boy, they will critique you, oh, <laughs> you and let you know that was not popping. That was not popping. Or that like, or like when Michael was like, "I don't really know if you want me for Valentine's Day." I said, "It ain't the heart throb scene <laughs> in the bullshit." Okay, you ain't bring yourself down. Don't know what I'm talking you about. Ain't, I don't know. even know if anybody know your name and shit, but it, they know you. They know you. <laughs> and, 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 and I ain't again, even gonna let her do that. They know you. <laughs> at the end of the day, I'd rather have people like that in my life who who honestly you know just will tell you the truth <laughs> as opposed to the, the the fake naysayers and you know and all of that i don't take that as you know someone who's trying to bring me down it's you know it's all love there and at the end of the day for me all of that is <sighs> yeah i i feel like there are a lot of people in this business who are in it for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. And, unfortunately, and, a a lot of times, and unfortunately, a lot of times they are very successful. That's what I'm saying. They get rewarded. Yeah. They get rewarded for it. Um, but, you know, for me, my reward is, like I said, is when somebody says, yo, you work with my sister or you work with my best friend on this project and she absolutely adored you. And I'm like, oh, let's call her out right now. Let's FaceTime her right now. Let's tell her we're working <laughs> together. Like that, that kind of extended family, that community, that is everything to me. And like you said, I don't just do it with film sets. I, you know, the building I was living in in New York, like all the guys at the desk, I knew them all. You know what I mean? Like that is, you know, and TSA, so, First of all, you got to know them at LAX. Come on. There is there is there is wealth and there is currency. <laughs> Let me tell you that. There's wealth and there's currency. I don't have wealth. I I don't have like Will Smith's wealth. But what I do have is really good TSA currency. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being in Paris two years, two summers ago. I was in Paris with the family, and there was a line that might have been the longest airport line I've ever seen. And I was like, ooh, we're not going to make this flight. We were there three and a half hours early. And I was like, this line is too long. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. And I was like, let me see how long it is. And I literally walked to the front of the line. And this dude, French, TSA, couldn't believe it was me. 
I couldn't <laughs> believe it was me. He started talking to me. I was like, let me parlay this. <laughs> I was like, talking to him and stuff. And he was like, well, where are you going? And at the end of it, he was like, after we finished talking, he's like, where are you going? I was like, right, oh, man, we about to go to Istanbul. And he was like, oh, cool, cool. Where's you? you by yourself? I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I was like, my family's all there. It's like, go get him, go get him, go get him. I was like this. You serious? You mean that? Ah, <laughs> 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 Went, got my fan. I was like, we good, we good, let's go. Caught the flight. That's amazing. I'm just gonna tell you right now, like, you, you know, like that currency right there. But that's what be, you're putting out, though. You're putting that you're, out there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's that like, karma, karma works both ways. Karma works the bad yeah, it, for good. It does. And like, I know it sounds like I played him to try and get into the front. Nah, of the it don't sound like in that. In reality, the, the projects that he brought up, I was like, oh, you saw that. Like, I was genuinely like, I almost forgot that my family was three miles away. <laughs> because I was like, I was like, we started getting into a real interesting conversation about a project that I didn't think anybody saw. And this cat saw it. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. You, you, and we really got, got into it. And so it was kind of fascinating. And so, like, like I said, TSA internationally, uh, domestically, I get, I get a lot of love. You know, I remember being on uh, one of those ferries to Governor's Island in New York that same summer. And, you know, the driver of the boat was like, yo, you got your family with you? Yeah. It's like, they want, they want to get in and drive the boat. I was like, what? I'm going to look like the greatest dad in the world. Yeah. Got my kids up there, try the boat. You know what I mean? Like those kind of things. That's what I call real currency versus like, you know, just being like some rich asshole who gets, you know, courtside seats at the Knicks. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's one of those things. And those are nice too, by the way, those are really nice too. Shout out to the Knicks. For you know, dropping course size seats, but like, uh, but yeah, like those kinds of those kinds of experiences, you you just you can't beat that. You know that currency with with your audience. You know what I mean? They start talking to you about takers. Is there gonna be a prequel and all this other stuff? And it's like, wow, I love that. I absolutely love that. Rocio, you wanna you wanna give a couple I'm, of juicy questions or I'm about to. So I was gonna use that to pivot because okay. you here know. comes the Rocio questions. This is a double shot now. <laughs> so I want to pivot because we've talked ah. about your career and about what you've done, and I think people are getting have gotten a little sense of you as a person, yeah. as a man. You're married. You're two kids. Blah blah, but. I wanted to kind of tap into obviously a big film that was a blockbuster hit that you did was Think Like a Man with tons of actors, tons of, you know, people. But Think Like a Man became kind of like a cultural phenomenon with the book and with the movies and blah, blah, blah. This podcast, as I explained to you offline, it's like a, it was born from conversations with me and Diana that we had with each other, heavy conversations, like conversations. And we were like, damn, like, I wonder if women are really having these conversations, like honest and transparent. And a lot of the feedback we get is women, and it's not even this podcast, it's women in general. When, when women get together, and I've had it happen with me, Shayla is a great friend of yours. She's your kid's godparent godmother she's one of so shayla for instance is hugely successful right and we get together me her with like and i bring this up as an example it's like it's us and it's like women who are running companies and google and blah 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 and we always end up talking about men and then i get together with another group of girlfriends who are teachers state workers blah blah we always end up talking about men so yeah. all that being said, we have you on the show. You are Michael Ely. You are a man. You participate in this movie. So I need to pick your brain about male perspective on certain things. And although you don't think you're a heartthrob, you are. What a preface. He's on. <laughs> He's on. You are a heartthrob. So 
Hold on, hold on. Let me put on the eye patches one more time. But on the badges. So I got a bunch of questions, <laughs> but I want to add. So something like. Um, Can you take me seriously when I do this, by the way? I never took you seriously. So, question. And this is all your opinion. Obviously, Michael is not a specialist in men, blah, blah. I so, what is your thought? Up with your can, you, can you, would you get into a relationship with a woman you had sex with on a first date? Gracias for listening to Cositas Mommy Never Told Me. We hope you loved this episode. Make sure you subscribe, follow, and share Cositas Mommy Never Told Me on all your social channels. Todas las redes sociales. And don't forget, if you want in on the real tea and see all of our reactions to the craziness, watch this episode on YouTube. Que bochinche!